up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Betting Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. It is time to talk some horse racing with uh, really one of my favorite people, not only to talk anything with, but definitely sports uh, or horse racing, I should say. It's Raider Jim. And last week we started our uh, pretty much our Del Mar recap, uh, getting you ready. And then the next day, um, Del Mar threw us a curveball and, and said, you know, we're, we're not going to run this week. Um, the COVID-15 jockeys testing positive. Del Mar pretty much somehow, I, I guess in their mind, they've somehow got two weeks somehow. I don't know how they found the two weeks, but they did. So good for them. They are ready to go again this week. But just because Del Mar was shut down this week does not mean we did not cash tickets. If you were with us on Saturday, Raider Jim dropped the Haskell, and 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 that was a home run. There was uh, he, he called the try the trifecta. He got another trifecta. I mean, it's pretty much at this point death taxes and Raider Jim either hitting the trifecta or the daily double to start the day. It was brilliant. Uh, and once again, we are adjusting to what Corona and COVID is throwing at us. We weren't able to make money at Del Mar, but we were able to make money uh, at Monmouth Park because we did our research. So regardless, we are set up for success and it's no different today. So without further ado, I do uh, int introduce uh, my co-host and someone, like I said, who, who I've learned so much from from the last couple of weeks. Uh, Mr. Raider Jim, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. It's always good to talk with Brandon, always good to talk to the listeners, and always good to talk horse racing. What can I say? We did have a very, very fun, very exciting, and very profitable opening weekend with the Del Mar races, and we were pumped, fired up, and ready to go. And then Thursday, I think Brandon and I looked at each other, and we were like guys holding handfuls of racing tickets that we couldn't cash in. Uh, but luckily, it wasn't because we lost. It was because COVID just decided there wasn't going to be any racing at Del Mar. So first and foremost, as I wrote a little piece to Brandon and got him got it over to him, I hope uh, all, everybody at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, all the riders, all the trainers, all the stable hands, everybody is doing well and healthy and looking forward to see everybody back in the saddle this coming weekend. They are going to run on Friday, Saturday. Sunday, and they have added one day to this week's program. They're going to run on Monday as well. So for you racing fans and enthusiasts, if you have something to do over the weekend, don't be concerned because you're going to get that extra day. Or if you've got a four-day weekend plan, you're going to be able to watch the horses run again on Monday. Again, you don't have to fight traffic because they're not going to let you into the racetrack anyway. So just tune in on TVG or the side of your choice. Follow the races. You'll be able to watch them live. And like Brandon said, doesn't mean that we didn't have races to bet on. We picked one because one of the things is that in the month of August, provided everything stays up and running in status quo at Del Mar, there will be five Breeders' Cup Challenge races. And the Breeders' Cup is by far and away the premier race event of the season, which will take place in November. Breeders' Cup races, as you've heard me say, and you will continue to hear me say, you win, you're in. If you're in a Breeders' Cup Challenge race and your horse wins, you will be performing at the Breeders' Cup weekend. So this past weekend, it was the Haskell Stakes back in Monmouth. And it was a, you would call it a road game for authentic 
the thoroughbred authentic because he runs West Coast, had run at Santa Anita, came in second in the Derby. He had to make the track the trek back there to the East Coast, and he traveled well. The early word was he traveled well. He was relaxed. There were no signs of stress. Minor workouts that they did, he looked in great shape. Of course, he had Bob Baffert, the trainer. He had Mike Smith. So you got two Hall of Famers taking care of that horse, and they did their job. What can I say, Brandon? What did What did you think of the race and the way that they, the way that he controlled the horse and brought him from back in the pack? It's quintessential, you know, Mike Smith. He's he's the guy. He he's kind of. Um, you know, the horse whisperer is so cliche, but he's kind of that guy that I feel like you, he can take your horse on a five, uh, a trip for five furlongs. And he will tell you no matter what, how he's going to take that horse to the next level or how he's going to get that horse to win. And what I, what I was talking about last week, what I'm kind of missing with Del Mar is the visual, the, the eyeball test um, in the paddock, the, how the horses deal. And, what I did see from um, the, the favorite was the, the one shot walking through, I, it, it was, I think maybe his morning workout, um, walking by and stops right in front of the camera, turns its head, and you, I mean, it's posing. It, you can tell it stopped. The, 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 the groom or the, um, the, the leader, the guy who's bringing him out, he stops, he knows, okay, this is his five, 10 second pose. And then the horse stops right. and just walks away. I mean, this is, a, this is an animal that knows that is here for me. All these people here are here for me. I am the king of this castle. And when you see a horse right. like that, especially in the animal kingdom world, I mean, we're not, believe me, no horses in the, in the starting gate. And the other horses are like, oh, that's the alpha male. He's going to win. But at that same time, you know, you, you might be getting ready to get in that starting gate. And maybe that uh, some other horse gets a gets a stare down real quick with with the favorite and all of a sudden it's gone and and they're beaten because that horse knows that look I'm going to beat no matter what I'm going to beat whatever you put out in front of me and so far he has that is really the Haskell now correct me if I'm wrong but that's mainly an east coast you don't see too many especially a horse for the first time I believe that was the first time that horse had ever gone um, to the East Coast, and it goes and wins, I believe. you know, one of the biggest purse races of the year that, for the most part, I believe in kind of an East Coast, a Kentucky, uh, a, a Jersey-type win, or uh, uh, that's their type of race. Yeah, well, it, it is, again, this year, because of the change in the calendar, they are calling it a stepping stone to the Derby, and wow, they've got authentic all lined up for everything, so it's, I mean, you know, congratulations again. Bob Baffert apparently was not bothered by the uh, suspension in Arkansas that the California Race Commission has also said we will honor that. So he still has another week or so. I don't think he will be present. He does have one horse running this weekend on Friday for sure, but uh, he will not be present at that one, I don't believe. I think he's going to have to be sitting out through Sunday and possibly might be around on Monday if he's got anything running. Uh, but Authentic really did it, and Mike Smith, and again, as, as you said, that's Mike Smith. It, it, there it is. You had the right trainer, the right jockey, and Mike Smith doesn't have to ride every race anymore, but they know when they bring him in, your horse has a chance. And the last time that 
Baffert won the Haskell was in 2015, and that's when he had a horse named American Pharaoh. And if you don't know who American Pharaoh is, look it up because that horse ended up winning a small trophy called the Triple Crown. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, a good day for Mr. Baffert. Did, did American Pharaoh win the Breeders' Cup Classic too, or was that uh, the. Yeah, American Pharaoh pretty much won everything. Took everything. Yeah. That was, that was, might have been. Um, that and Zenyatta, I want to say Zenyatta. I, I remember the, the, the and I, I don't think Zenyatta won the Triple Crown, but the everything around Zenyatta, it was, it was almost, I remember there was a horse, my dad took me to Del Mar, I was young, the horse name was Cigar, and it, it ran at Del Mar, and it was, I mean, it was a rock star, I mean, it was literally like, the, that day was Pacific Coast Classic Day, and it was just kind of a random day, he ran in a stakes race. But everybody wanted to see that race, and it was a horse that was very similar, very um, celebrity-like, almost. Hey, right. Ritter Jim, right. this is, uh, this is uh, Josh, Josh, Josh NBA. Hey, well, American Pharaoh, was the owner Zaid, the guy who at the end of yeah. the race said, I did this for you. I won the Triple Crown, and I bought this horse for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yep. I mean, and like I said, everyone remembers that name. That was the first horse since the 70s. I don't, I don't remember which secretary at Seattle Slough, whichever was the last one um, to win it. But, but, but the owner did it for you. That, that was the, the joke because he was saying that. Come on, man. You won the Triple Crown, your horse. Enjoy it. You did it for yourself. It's, having a thoroughbred horse that wins the Triple Crown is a luxury. You're not doing it for the, right. the, 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 the crowd in the infield at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, well, maybe the third one I was. did it for you. <laughs> but uh, what do we have on deck uh, this weekend? It, like you said, there will be no Breeder' Cup Challenge races uh, in North America, but there will be um, some across the pond. We do. There, there's one going to be outside the United States, uh, and it's going to actually be on Friday from Ascot out in Ascot Park in England. Uh, and before we get there, uh, I do wanna talk about real quick on the Delmar Breeders' Cup races because I did, after everything hit the fan last week, I reached out to the Breeders' Cup office and they were kind enough to get right back to me, the director of media relations for them. What do you wanna know? And I said, I'm here. We talk about the Delmar Racetrack, the Thoroughbred Club. We've got five, Breeders' Cup Challenge race is scheduled in August. What's your contingency plan? And he said, I'll get right back to you. And he did. He got back to me within an hour and he said, here's our statement. And basically the statement was this, that they are, going, they are monitoring the situation at Del Mar. At this point, there are no changes and they will make changes if need be. And that's, you know, that's pretty much what the statement said. So there's no commitment. They're just keeping their eye on the situation. But uh, thank you to the Breeders' Cup for being so gracious as to get back to us like that because they were very prompt. But this week's race, now this is a good race, and if you're not familiar with international racing, great job reporting, to, uh, Raider Jim. I want to just interject. Oh, great job, you. great job reporting. Thank you. We're getting uh, legit journalism on the horse racing podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, Raider Jim. Well, there, yeah, there's certain things I don't just, you know, uh, make it up as I go along, and, and I want to make sure that I'm, <laughs> I'm quoting the sources. And so, yeah, again, thank you to the Breeders' Cup. So this coming week's race at Ascot Park, 
There is a horse that's going to run the favorite, Enable. That's the name of the horse, Enable. This horse has had 16 starts. This horse has finished in the money 100% of its starts. It had a show race, and the show race was, I believe, its second race of its career. And after that, it knocked off it knocked off 12 wins in a row, and 10 of those were grade one races. So this is the elite horse. Authentic looked great. I can't wait to see what this horse looks like and what he brings to the track. This horse, in his 16 starts, has brought in $13,217,161. So you're going to need a big ticket to win money, but it might be worth it. Here's the caveat to that. The last two races, which go back to October and July of this year, so October of 2019, July 2020, Enable hasn't won. It's, it has placed both times. So look at the competition, look at the field, look at the length, and then look at the other horses. I didn't have a chance to look at the entire field before today, but Josh or Brandon and I are going to be back on Thursday, and we will go over this field and then some of the races coming up at Del Mar this weekend. Brandon? Yeah, and for me personally, um, horses like that, I mean, 16 starts, and you're in the, you're in the money all 16. I don't care if you're doing all – optional claiming at 20,000 you do that you're still you know that's a horse that like I said these the, it knows what it needs to do it doesn't matter what you put in front of me um I'm going to run and I might be staring at one ass but that's it for the most part and for me um my question is this what would does this get you into the Breeders Cup Classic oh yeah big one yeah gotcha so yeah yeah. The 10, the 10 grade ones in a row are, if, if you're not familiar with it, uh, that's like, that's like a Notre Dame playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, uh, in college football and beating all of them. You know, you're, you're taking on. And coming best. out 10 and 0. Right. Yeah, exactly. The best of the best. And um, it, it, is this, and I do apologize, I, I, I'm not 100% on this uh, race, but is this horse um, a first international? Or wh what's the, uh, is, I know, I know Ascot, big time purse coming out, but the thinking behind moving him international, was it, uh, was it a Corona thought? Or was it just, this was the plan he, the whole time, Royal Ascot's for us? Oh, no, he, he is international. He, he's, he's back there. That's gotcha, his home gotcha. is back there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, and then what do you think? Obviously, the, the Breeders' Cup will be in Keeneland. Do you think that will affect this horse? I mean, obviously, it's hard because we don't know the horse. We've never, you know, but first thoughts maybe on that travel. Um, will that affect this horse? I don't think you and I in our lifetimes are ever going to travel as well as that horse is going to travel to the United States. And I think that horse is going to come out just fine. Uh, if you also look at the history of that horse, same trainer, and, and I'm sorry, the name of the trainer and jockey escaped me right now. Actually, I lost my note. But uh, same people have been with this horse the entire time. So it's that Baffert-Smith thing. 
They know this horse. They know how to get the best out of them. They, you know, they know kind of like any other athlete. They know when they can joke with them. They know when they got to bow down to them. Okay, you'll be fine. Give them an extra lump of sugar or an extra apple, that type of thing. So he's going to be there. He's going to make the, the trip just fine. Just fine. And, and it is going to be a sight to behold when it, he gets stateside. Yeah. You know, you made the remark about seeing the horse that stops and looks over his shoulder. And I've seen that a couple of times. And I remember being with a buddy at the races and it was that type of situation. And I said, honest to God, I'm waiting for this horse to bust out a pen and sign his autograph. I mean, that's exactly what it looked like, too. It was like, really? Wow, that's, that's confidence right there. horse just winked at me, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Exactly, exactly. So, again, that is going to actually be held on Friday uh, from Ascot Park. Look it up. Look up the field. We will touch base on that again on Thursday when we get together to a brief one. Uh, Del Mar, again, with the COVID thing and an extra day of racing, it didn't give Josh and I much time to uh, look over all the programs. So we have a few horses that we're going to talk about for races one and two, maybe three, uh, for Del Mar on Friday. Josh, what do you see on race one on Friday? Uh, Josh? He's talking to Brandon. He's talking to Dr. Brandon, Brandon I'm sorry. first, PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he has a minor in horse racing. Very minor. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, for me, it, um, I, I was telling Josh yesterday, it, it was a bummer because I put so much, well, we put so much work into last week. And it was like you said, we were just standing there holding the tickets. Like, oh, like I, I would rather have been, you know, just these are loser tickets. I, I have to throw them away now. And it was all that. Um, but I did notice that pretty much this first race is, Almost, I mean, I believe the way I look at it, right? And Raider Jim can interject, right? If the horse, if if the horses would have ran at Del Mar, oh, you yeah. wouldn't have gotten the trifecta <laughs> at the Haskell. That's how you look at it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. uh, but for me, just looking at at these these um, horses, one thing that jumped out to me, I was surprised. I know we've had the pandemic, so it's a little different in terms of you know, who's racing everything. Interesting that, you know, this is the first time we're going to see John Sadler at uh, uh, Del Mar uh, race one. According to the form, he hasn't raced. That's interesting to me. I, mean, I know it's only been three days, but, you know, normally you see his name there. Um, maybe the Keeneland, um, the Keeneland being open might have affected that. Um, but for me, I, I look at the three horse, Ricky B., um, the workouts, I know we, we kind of stay away from those. Um, three for four at Del Mar in the money. Two of those are wins. Um, um, I also looked at the uh, changing of the riders. So it was Edwin Maldonado for the last two. Um, going to Velez, who hasn't been on, on the back of. I wonder, I've always wondered about that. Why? You know, and I know there are times, hey, Maldonado, uh, there's a better mount. Or... Um, he's not in town or this or that, but sometimes, you know, there, there are things behind the scenes that, hey, why, why is this horse now, this is the fifth different jockey in the last six races or whatever. So that was something right. that jumped out to me. Um, and then he's also, riding outlaw. Is that correct? Sorry. Maldonado's oh, is, riding outlaw. Um, Ricky B was who I was talking about. Oh, got it. Got it. 
Um, but I definitely, oh no, you know what? I, I apologize. I, when I said um, the, the stats, I think it was Outlaw's stats at Del Mar. He's two out of three at Del Mar too. So that might've been a yeah. bit of a difference. But um, uh, so yeah, Horse Greedy is the John Sadler horse. I, um, it's just interesting to me. It was, it was a little odd to, to, to see John Sadler with nothing next to it and we're day four. Um, there was one horse that actually I was looking at last week, and it was the, uh, I believe we talked about it, is Fabozzi. Um, Fabozzi is going to be the favorite. I think so. For me. And this is, a, this is a horse that has been in the money, the last six starts, um, but only one win. But still, it's, it's that, you know, these horses, they, they want to, they, if they're in that area, the difference between first, second, third, and fourth in a lot of these races is, is the smallest little movement coming out of the turn or this or that, you know, and it's not, not the massive, you know, Oh, we won by 20 lengths. Okay. Yeah. That's just a weaker horse. But there are a lot of times where you'll see a horse lose out by a length. And, you know, if the jockey maybe started differently or the horse things could have go, all these races could be completely different. So that being in the money in his last six starts, I, I like stuff like that mm -hmm. because that horse knows what it's there to do. Uh, it, the job is there, right. and it knows when it hears that bell, it needs to get rolling. Yeah, it, it's a good horse, a solid horse, and then he also has Abel Cedillo on his back. Cedillo is right now number two in the Del Mar standings. He's got four wins. He's ridden. He's got 28 starts. Let me start there. 28 starts, four wins, two plays, five shows. So he's in the money 39% of the time, and he's brought home $167,000. That's not bad, considering it's only been one weekend. That, that was, that's quite a performance. So I think that is going to make the difference with him. But I like Juan Hernandez on Horse Greedy as well. That's going to, uh, Horse Greedy is definitely going to be in the race. So we agree there. Perfect. And then just one more thing on that, Fabozzi. I, I like to see kind of the, the jockey trainer tandem. Uh, I know I talked about the whole, uh, you know, jockeys coming on but I look at you know um Mark Glatt and Cedillo at Del Mar uh since last year so what last last meet in these four days uh 14 starts 30 percent win percentage that's that that'll be something you can keep an eye on um now obviously that's not the end-all be-all but these these this jockey and trainer that's what I'm kind of talking about they, this jockey uh and trainer they know what is expected of each other um, we just had a, had a business right. meeting. We kind of put each other's or everyone's roles out. And that's very key when you know your role um, and, and you know everyone else's role. It's the Bill Belichick. Do your job, right? Don't do anybody else's job. Just do your job. Everything else will get figured right. out. And that's kind of what I, uh, I look at when, it, when I see good jockey trainer stats like that. 30% win percentage. And I know it's only 14 starts, but at that track, that's something. And especially from a from a trainer, Mark Glatt, not the most well-known uh, trainer out there, uh, personally. Uh, I know uh, Raider Jim's a little more knowledgeable when it comes to the uh, training side of it, but uh, not a name that just jumps off the, the headlines. So um, interesting to see there. Right. Now, he's only had, Glatt's only had five starts over the first weekend. Opening weekend, he had five starts. He finished 60%. He had one show and two wins. So that's not bad shooting. So I definitely yeah. am going to be watching him. Yeah, I made, I made note of that. 
And then I'm, I'm going to skip around on races here. I'm going to tighten up the daily double stuff for Thursday when we get together. The fun race is going to be race number four. Yes. If you want to skip to that. to that. Short field, but I'm telling you, it's one of those all-star events. We Cedillo's on a horse. Mike Smith's on a horse. I think that's the first mount for uh, Flavian Pratt on Friday. So you're putting all those guys in there. But watch out because there's a horse called Warren Showtime with uh, Juan Velez is going to be on the back. And that could be the one that ruins the party for everybody. So, I mean, again, short field, but that's the big one of the day because it's a $125,000 purse. So we will talk more about that. The Fleet Treat, I think, is what it's called. The Fleet Treat Stakes yep. is that one. That's going to be fun. Yeah, the yep. one that yep. I uh, – and then just a reminder, everybody, we, we did do a little uh, – this show is going to continue. Um, obviously, today's Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Thursday. And then from then on, we will be moving to Thursdays. Uh, it's, it's just a lot easier for us and for you, you as well. We're giving you the information as up to date as we can possibly do it. Um, Thursday, we'll have morning lines. We'll have jockey or some more jockey changes. And there'll just be other things. But the one thing that I did... Um, look at another thing too that the form doesn't really drop these these uh, this until Sunday so it's a lot of work to get the uh, four races uh, handicapped four days of racing in a day so we'll be moving this to Thursday but on that um, that fourth race and I'm so glad you brought it up because uh, it, it is an all-star event I, I look at the um, smiling Shirley this is a horse that yeah I don't think will win but we talked about mike smith okay we talked about this horse two for two at del mar got a win in a, a show so it knows the track it knows what to expect um i will say in this race you can probably watch each of these ever the last four races that all of these horses have been in and they'll it's pretty much all the same field you know i look at warren showtime has beaten um, has beaten these horses. I mean, pretty much the last six races, it's been the uh, the winner has been in this race. So I talked about last week the familiarity, the the, the animals. Oh, I, I know that smell, or um, you know, I remember two weeks ago that freaking horse ran me down. But it is just kind of that rivalry that these horses they know. Hey, it's that person again, or it's that horse again, or or I, you know, I don't like that, or you know, I want to beat that horse again. So. In this race, obviously, I do look at the smiling Shirley because of the Mike Smith um, thing. We talked about him writing that uh, he's going to do his best. And like you said, the, the Flavian Pratt, it's the, the big sweep is a horse that I'm not quite sure how, how the odds are going to roll. This is a very interesting because I do think Warren Showtime is going to get the morning line. It's going to be a 5-2, two, 2-1 two to one morning line. Right. Um, and then you're going to have to find that five to one, six to one, because I think there's going to be three or four. Pretty much everybody that isn't Warren Showtime, I would expect to have 10 to six to one in that area um, going. A, a lot of money is going to go to Warren Showtime. Maybe it'll scare people off because it will be such a small number. But I mean, it's going to have it's going to be the favorite and for good reason. I mean, it's eight. Uh, eight out of ten in the money, including five wins and its ten starts. It's it's a really really good horse, and like I said, every time this horse has raced these other horses, 
it's beaten them pretty much every, almost every time. So that's going to be a leg up our job. And what we're going to do is to find either a quinella or a trifecta um, because that's not value for us. There you go. Two to one, one to four, or you know, four to five. You can you can take your you know dollar eighty. I'm not here for that. I I, I want to get myself a long shot. Um, and and I think the race like this where we can find a play show ticket because I think Warren Showtime's the best horse in this race. But if we can find a horse or two that we can either uh, put a play show bet on or we can Quinella or Trifecta with the Warren Showtime. I think that's the way we get value out of this race. Right. And you will hear both Brandon and I, firm believers, you won at the races if you went back to the window and cast your ticket. Doesn't mean you picked the winning horse. It just means that you picked the correct bet. You had your money on the correct bet. You got the place show ticket. Uh, I got lucky on the Haskell over the weekend. You hit a trifecta, you hit the place and show, plus you had a show ticket on a horse. Wasn't For me, it was almost like, okay, well, it doesn't make you a genius when it's a short field. No, it doesn't make me a genius, but at least I had my money in the right places. So I'm not looking for a pat on the back and kudos for that. But, just, you know, do play your money smart. I guess that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. Play your money smart. Well, it's it's so true. You know, you you, you spend your life ch chasing those long shots. You know, hey, there's a reason they're 99 to 1. There's a reason. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I, I still remember the horse. Her name was She's Flush. And it was 50. It came off 50 to 1. And somebody had just... I was watching TVG and one of the people had just said, oh, you know, this horse hasn't run terror or uh, hasn't been terrible. Boom. Just throw uh, throw two bucks on it ends up winning the biggest win I ever had $102. But mainly what we're, like I said, what we're going to be looking for is the horses like the Warren Showtimes, um, the Mike Smith horses that we're confident are going to win or at least make us money and then some value as well. But yes, at the end of the day, we are here to win, period. If you go back to that uh, the, the window and you get money back and you put that in your pocket, that is a win no matter what. So anything right. else, uh, right. any other races you saw on that? I mean, like I said, everyone, we will get deeper into the race weekend on Thursday um, as, as the yes. line start to drop and as uh, we handicap a little deeper. But uh, anything else uh, for you today? Race-wise, no, but I did want to just bring up a couple stats for the listeners yes, and share it with them. So if you're going to do some studying before we get back to you on Thursday, here's one of the things you want to look at. The top four winning jockeys right now, Umberto Rispoli, Abel Cedillo, Drayden Van Dyke, and Juan Hernandez in that order. They have Rispoli. 21 starts in the opening weekend, 62% of the time in the money. He had seven winners. Three place, three show. Guy was on fire. He brought home $277,000 on opening weekend. The deal was second place, $167,000. 28 starts. He was in the money 39% of the time. Four wins, two place, five show. Drayden Van Dyke, he really messed me up on that one ticket, didn't he? But anyway, I, I kept telling Josh on one day, he's like, you know, Van Dyke is going to put together a great race. He just hasn't done it yet. And then I stayed away from him, and, of course, he won the race. But, you know, congratulations to Drayden. He had 16 starts on opening weekend, three wins, one place, two show, $116,700. And the last one, number four, Juan Hernandez. 22 starts, two wins, five place, two show, 
41% of the time in the money for $133,000. Top two trainers after opening weekend, no surprise. I'll give you the top three. Peter Miller was number one. 60% of his rides were in the money. Doug O'Neill, 47% of the time off of 17 starts. And Philip D'Amato. Those guys, I feel like Josh and I should be taking them to the bar and buying them cocktails because they did very well by us that, that weekend. So those were your trainers. Those were your jockeys. And we will be back on Thursday with more information on the horses. And I'm sure a few more details. Let's hope everything goes well at Del Mar and they're able to still run. No, no, I'd like to interject. Uh, uh, we are making it official that any uh, jockey that wins Raider Gym and brand their first money, I will buy them exactly one drink if they see me in Vegas <laughs> with betting money. We will do it. And we got the live spreadsheet. Don't forget about that live spreadsheet. We got all the that, – that, man, that live spreadsheet is currency. <laughs> it is dollars and cents. It's a commodity in the highest sense on Twitter. It's retweeted by the whole uh, ESBC podcast team. And this is the particular horse racing uh, podcast that I'm thrilled about it. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, I think that'll wrap us up for today. Once again, head Very to good. our website. Uh, all, of our, uh, all of our stuff is there. Everything that you need. Uh, the horse racing, we will be back with you on Thursday. Uh, myself and Raider Jim, and we will dive into... So you guys are coming back Ooh. this next Thursday? We, yeah, so in two days. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. Woo! Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. And we'll be moving that show to Thursday. It'll be e easier not only for us, but it'll be beneficial to the view uh, to the listeners, mainly because a lot of what we'll be saying will ha uh, will carry over, especially to Friday and Saturday. Uh, Sunday, okay, we might, but Friday and Saturday we are going to be on um, on on those because not a ton of changes outside of maybe a jockey change here or there. But for right. the most part, compared to a Tuesday, uh, Thursday will make it easier for us and more money for you, and that's what we're all about. So with that, I'll uh, steal Josh's quote. Uh, with the great Winston Churchill, as we always end with a quote, you make a living by what you earn, but you make a life by what you give. Thank you all so Ooh, much for listening to right the on. BC uh, Betting Podcast Network. Can't wait to talk horse racing with you on Thursday as well. Take care, everybody. Don't forget, wash your hands and don't hate. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN Betting and Team Report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers.